Hey, my friend, welcome to the Growth Vault Podcast. Josh here. I'm going to be super, super fast. Now, before I sunset this podcast and reveal all of the epicness that I have waiting for you, because I'm not going anywhere. I'm doubling, tripling, and quadrupling down. It's Joshua 2.0 coming at you. Uh, what I'm going to do is give you a gift. This is a gift to the world. Are you ready? It's called Recession Marketing. Uh, if you've been living under a rock, maybe you didn't hear that I've been doing trainings for a month inside of a Facebook group. It's free. Just look for recession marketing. However, the content's going to be pulled out of that group here very shortly. Now, as a gift to the podcast listeners, I'm going to publish the audio of all these trainings back to back to back to back. It's going to give you hours of juiciness, all kinds of things that will make you literally make you money uh, for real. So I haven't done something like this before. I hope you love it. Just remember this. In the show notes for this episode and all the episodes I'm going to publish, there's a link where you can actually watch the videos of this. Some of the content won't make as much sense because it's a video training and I show examples sometimes and I have doodles and things like that. So if you're confused on one, just click the link in the description. You can watch the video version of it. And also, don't forget to go to Watch Josh Pitch. Dot com. It'll make sense when you listen to some of these trainings where I'm going to break down how I put together a sales pitch for a program that's going to make a million dollars virtually instantly. So it'll all make sense as you after you go through all this content. Uh, listen to it while you can. You're not going to regret it. It's a big deal. Love you. Let's get started. Here's the thing. Am I a sellout? Am I a sellout? And uh, are you a sellout? If you have a really cool punk band and you make $17 a week, but you just love the music, you're in it for the, for the music, right? And then you're really good. Your following starts to grow. And then guess what happens? A record label. Not so much anymore, but this is like the historical model, right? <laughs> the record label comes and they're like, hey, you know, they whine and dine you. They probably screw you over with a contract you don't understand, but that's not the point. The point is... Are you bad for pursuing a bigger and better economic opportunity for yourself? Uh, the answer is no, but there's a lot of pressure on these bands, right? Because all their buddies, the groupies, they like to, uh, you know, keep them down at their level, right? And there's like two worldviews happening. There's the ambitious band. Maybe, maybe they just want their music to reach more people, or maybe they actually want to finally make a living uh, because their wife's really mad and like, like, wants to buy diapers for the baby. There's lots of reasons. Well, in, in business, <laughs> Ashley said, let me see a unicorn. I don't know if I have that one on mine. Let me see here. I'll go to Ashley's. Check this out. This is my wife's OBS setup. What? Unicorn squad. <sighs> Flaming ball. Okay. I don't want to be distracted. Check this out. So uh, am I a sellout? So I haven't got asked this question in a long time because I'm an established person inside this space now as like a teacher and an educator, a consultant, all this stuff, right? When I first started playing the game, trying to help other people like you, it wasn't like it is right now. So what it is right now, I'm like, hey, I'm going to do a thing. I'm going to help you. And like, there'll be a thousand people in this group by the time it's done and they're going to learn stuff and get it for free. But there's a historical background and how this happened, right? And when it first happened, let me tell you a story that maybe you'll think is interesting. And all of this is going to relate to you. I'm not on here wasting your time telling you pointless stories about myself. I'm basically going to tell you in this special session how you can make a lot of money, change people's lives, and do all kinds of cool stuff going forward. Here's the thing. When I first started trying to help people, this was pre-Facebook group days, I would go to these online forums and I would log into the forum and it was this message board. It was horrible compared to all the tech we have now. And uh, I would answer people's questions. I was starting to figure things out with my business. And I was so excited. I, would, I had to have an outlet just to help people because my wife couldn't take it anymore. Because every day I'd say, this system and that system and this thing and this process. And I learned this and we made this money and we did this and we sold this account. And blah, 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 blah. It was almost like therapeutic for me to go help people. And I did that for like a couple of years. And my business was like up leveling. Now you gotta also understand the home service industry was totally different even five years ago, but way different 10 years ago. This is basically an industry with a very low level of sophistication. Historically, people like to argue about ball bearings and PSI and weird equipment stuff. They go to these little trade events and trade show events and they like guzzle beer and argue about like PSI and squeegee blade rubber. Like how embarrassing is that? Even back then, I thought that was so dumb. Um, I had a guy yesterday on my Facebook Live named Riley Meek. He sold $25 million worth of walk-in bathtubs. He also had an insulator. The first time he made $2 million in six months 
was when he was selling insulation and he said a comment yesterday he said he still to this day doesn't know what r value stands for i think that's interesting and so back then i didn't care about the technical side i was trying to build a machine and it started to work and my first real business was my cleaning business but my life's passion was not to clean things. My life's passion was to be an entrepreneur and like to figure out what was my mission, mandate, purpose, and destiny. Why did God put me on this earth? And I was kind of still figuring it out at that time. But I was sharing on this forum and I would share for free. And here's what started to happen. After me doing that, I got lots of haters. People are like, who do you think you are? Blah, blah, blah. And I, I was not like, I was just like, hey, try it like this. Do it like that. Not like that. And But people didn't like that I was trying to professionalize anything right so people didn't like me so lots of hate but then after a while because i just kept helping kept serving i dm people i'd say call my cell phone i'll help you and i did this for like a couple years to the point where uh people were calling my offices when i still had my service company every day all day my admin at my actual service company was like josh can we like hire someone else so many people are calling me so the big the big epiphany i had was two things number one People were hungry for a shortcut. They were hungry to learn a thing, right? If I know a thing that helps you go faster or does a thing, that's value. there's value in that. that. That seems obvious. But here's the real lesson I learned is that I spent hundreds of hours over two years helping and serving and giving people and almost no one got a big result, changed their life or anything like that. And so people ask me, Josh, if your service business is so awesome, why did you sell it? Why would you sell it, man? Why'd you get the record deal, Josh? I'll tell you exactly why. You ready? It's not that complicated. It's because a service business, generally speaking, when looking at the whole broad spectrum of business, it's not that good of a model. It's not that good of a model. What I'm not saying before you have a panic attack is that you can't become a millionaire doing it. Of course you can. That you can't live an amazing life and that can be your passion. All I'm saying is that because I had an entrepreneur mindset, not a, I have to be a a service business mindset, there's different vehicles that have higher leverage than a service business. And there's reasons people don't talk about this. Think about it. Think about all the vendors that sell you stuff. Do they want you to not be in the service business? Do they want you to get in a different kind of business? Not really, right? They don't, they don't want that. That would hurt their business. Do I got to say it again for the people in the back? If if I'm not getting any love in the comments, then I, I must not be must not be saying any truth. So you got you got to give me some love here. Here's the thing: there's not some grand conspiracy, but if you look, there's a pattern. People that are high achievers in this space or any space, they'll reach a certain threshold and then they like leave. Have you noticed that? Why is that? Isn't it interesting? So the reason that they do that is because when you start to learn about business and become a CEO. I didn't say you went to Harvard, but when you start to think different or you get around people that think bigger, okay? You can't unlearn these things. You can see stuff that other people can't see. And one of the things, when your business does start start to work, you're gonna start to see what I'm saying right now more and more clearly. Now, just just bear with me, okay? This is a chill teaching session, okay? I'm not gonna talk 100 miles an hour. I'm not trying to pitch you on something because you want to talk faster when you're selling right <laughs> that's one of the lessons on the watchjoshpitch.com thing but here, here's the thing you're not a sellout if you provide a better uh, situation for your family and you're also not a sellout um, just for wanting to do something different so I sold my company because I wanted to change vehicles okay one of the big misconceptions with really small company people that are broke they tend to identify at the soul level with what they do and what they say is they say i am a window cleaner i am a pressure cleaner i am a landscape business owner whatever they say but they use i am statements and associate who they are with their work let me tell you a secret something that, something that'll set some of you all free you're you're not what you do what you do is what you do who you are is a different thing right? You're not what you do. What you do is just what you do. It's a vehicle. It's literally you getting in a vehicle. So if a service business is the equivalent of you getting on a bicycle, that's pretty freaking awesome when previously you were walking on foot. Can we all agree? Can I get an amen? Give me some love in the comments. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Richard and Christopher and Stephen and Jeremy and Seamus and Mark. And Brant, Brant's on. And Robin, what's up, Robin? Robin was the first person that signed up for Warplan Insiders. Oh, my gosh. Okay. 
If you're walking on foot, getting in the bicycle is a pretty good idea. Now, imagine you get on a bicycle and all of your friends start shaming you, saying, you selfish fool, right? There's one bicycle. It's only available to you because they, can, they can't even really see it, per se, but like you just are going way faster. They can't keep up with you. You're not a bad person because you got on a bicycle, especially considering that your family is strapped to the, your back while you're pedaling on the bicycle, <laughs> your kids and your, your wife and all your hopes and dreams. But then after you travel on the bicycle for a little while, you realize that there's such a thing as a car and you can get into a car and holy crap, is a car more efficient than a bicycle? It's like not even close. And then of course there's airplanes and all this stuff. So I think you get the metaphor. A service business is cool. And unless like, a, there, there's contradictory examples to what I'm saying. Like if you look at someone like Tommy Mello, they'll do $200 million this year. Tommy texted me last night. He's like, what's up, brother? And he's a great guy, and we're friends. We don't talk a lot, but I really respect him. He's a maniac, though. You got, you got to recognize something about people. Tommy works 25 hours a day. He's obsessed. His nerdy passion's next level. He is, like, living in the zone, right? He is so all A1 garage door that you can't, can't imagine. And he had humble beginnings, and he's built an empire. That's, that's fine. For me, okay, for me, I didn't want to do that. I don't want to build a bajillion dollar empire, right? I like helping people, I like doing other things. So when I sold my service company, I got into the software business. And here's the thing about the software business. Uh, it almost bankrupted me, okay? It almost bankrupted me, which would have been the second time I went broke, right? You never know what can happen, by the way. Pride comes before a fall. So like anything can happen. You can know lots of stuff and still screw it all up. Trust me. Um, but I thought that I was getting in a better vehicle, which, you know, I was, and it turned out great. But for six years, I worked full-time on this software business, had sold my little, my little nugget that was paying me good money, and it was totally automated. And for six years, I did $900,000 in total revenue with SendGym. If you don't know what it is, it's a direct mail software. And, and it was the hardest thing I ever did in my life. It was so hard. Here's something I haven't told people. I drove myself to the hospital more than once with chest pains. I had to get partners. I put everything I had into it. It cost a million dollars to build something I thought would cost $100,000. And it just got out of control. I didn't understand the marketing deep enough and a hundred other things. And uh, it was horrible. I did $900,000 in total revenue in six years, which was not enough for anything, let alone to build the cost of the actual software. I had partners I didn't like. I had deals I didn't like. It was a literal nightmare. Now, it got turned around and got fixed. Want me to tell you why? Two reasons. First reason why I got fixed was because I did something that scared me and my wife a lot, which was I paid a bajillion dollars to me at the time with a company that wasn't working, I invested to join Russell Brunson's inner circle, right? His inner circle is like a hundred people in it, costs $50,000 a year now. At the time it was 25,000. But I wired a stranger on the internet a whole bunch of money, really in like an act of desperation. What's ironic though, is that after I got in this group, in 18 months, eight, six years, not a dollar for Josh working full-time. Harder than I ever worked on my service company. Thinking I'm upgrading vehicles. Thinking I'm going from bicycle to truck, from truck to jet. I think I'm getting in the truck, but the truck don't freaking turn on. The battery's dead, right? The alternator don't work, and I'm not a mechanic, okay? <laughs> so I get in it, and then in 18 months after I joined this thing, we do $4.2 million in new revenue, okay? And things turned around, and it got better. So here's the thing. I sold my company because I recognize there are better, more leveraged vehicles. Software typically is a better vehicle because when you sell your software company, you can sell it for a multiple of 10 or 20. What that means is that if you have a software company that does 10 million, that has a million dollars in profit, it could be worth 20 million, theoretically. A service company that has a million dollars in profit might be worth like 8 million. Okay. If you, if your net profits less than a million, it's only worth a few hundred. If you have a million dollar business that does 200,000 in profit, it's pro honestly, it's probably worth about five or 600,000. You can get more, but generally speaking on average, that's really all it's worth. And uh, when you sell a company, all you're doing is you're creating runway for yourself. You're buying, you're pre-purchasing X amount of months of income. And what you want to do is you want to take, let's say that you, you sell it and you get, you know, two years worth of income. You take the two years and you got to ask yourself, 
can I step into a new vehicle with greater leverage, okay, with greater leverage and get it up to scale to where I've replaced and exceeded my current income? Can I do that in less than two years? Because if you can, you should take that deal every single time because the multiple will be higher, the upside is higher. Okay, so software is a good business, but it's way harder than you think. So don't be playing games trying to like, you know, borrow against your 401k and calling your grandma and trying to start an app. Okay, I get lots of questions about, hey man, I'm doing an app. I'm like, oh, good God, sweet baby Jesus be with you because it can be great, but it was, it was hard for me. But the other thing that happened was I learned about the information business. Now back to the original story when I was talking to people for free for two years, serving and giving, I noticed something. They weren't doing anything with the knowledge. What they wanted to do is they wanted to call me and talk shop. They wanted to talk shop. Hey, Josh, can I pick your brain? And t type in the comment right now if this has happened to you. I know it's happened to all of you. There's somebody behind where you are that wants to pick your brain all the time. And there's like, there, there, <laughs> I should create a document called the, the three stages of picking your brain. Because when it first starts to happen to you, it's really cool because... It's like, it's like status reinforcement. You're like, I'm freaking cool. Like this guy wants to pick my brain. And, you, but, but like you'll graduate from that. Okay. People want to pick your brain. You'll, you'll find out eventually that it doesn't serve them almost at all. Most of the time. And it doesn't serve you. And it's one thing to do it once in a while. Right. But if you're really doing something, if you're making moves, if you're doing big things and people start finding out about it, they all want to pick your brain. And it can become overwhelming. And what's really frustrating is it's a waste of your time and their time. And when I started realizing they weren't doing the stuff I said to do, even stupid, obvious stuff, stuff way more simple than even the simplest thing we've talked about in recession marketing so far, um, it pissed me off. It made me so mad because for two years I had been like telling them, pouring out my heart. I'm a passionate person. I'm chilling in my office at home right now. My family's in the other room. And there's no agenda tonight other than talking to you but it made me really mad so here's what I did I took what I had been teaching people on these free phone calls and I put it on a thumb drive a little itty bitty thumb drive now I didn't know about funnels I didn't know about internet marketing I didn't know anything I did know how to automate a service business and build a culture and I and I had sales skills I didn't know about the information business I put it on this thumb drive and I thought, you know what? Here's what I'm going to do. When people call my office, which is multiple times per day, seven days a week, because I provided so much value in this forum, I'm not going to talk to them unless they purchase this thumb drive for me. And I did it almost out of spite. Okay. I wasn't trying to create like a line of business or something. Uh, I, I thought I'd make a few bucks, but it was like nothing compared to my core business, which is doing almost 200,000 a month. And I didn't even have to work in that business. Right? So, what ended up happening was very quickly, I sold about $40,000 worth of this thumb drive, right? It was like a hundred bucks, 150 bucks. Some of the people in this group probably have that original blue key. It was a, it was a thumb drive shaped like a key and it said window wealth on it. Window wealth. It was about window cleaning. I had some major epiphanies. Here, here's the first one. Number one is that I made $40,000 and I made something one time. How... Imagine this, imagine you go and you clean a house, but you get paid 500 times. Would you say that learning the ability to do that thing is valuable, right? That's clearly going from a bicycle to a truck. <laughs> can, can I get an amen on that? So I learned, I saw that, I recognized that, right? Cause these thumb drives cost me 10 bucks. I sold them for 150 bucks. We just, my admin just like printed a shipping label, shipped it out, right? But you know what the really powerful thing I learned was? Is I started getting videos from people crying. I started getting literal gifts in the mail from people saying my marriage is saved. Believe it or not, a stupid little thing. And if it wasn't stupid, I don't want to diminish it because it, it was the best I could do at the time. And it, it had this impact, like for real, like for real, like the cheesiness is real. People crying, all this stuff, sending us letters. And, and, and so I'm like, holy crap, I, this is the most leverageable thing ever and the most fulfilling thing ever at the same time. This is why the information business is such a big deal. You got to understand, like we went from the industrial age to like the you know, technology age. What we're really in now is the information age. I want, I want to watch you. I want you to pay attention to a trend that's happening all over. What cookies of your face? <laughs> yeah. Someone who, who mailed us the cookies? Was that Brant? Someone mailed us Kurt, someone. 
Yeah, there's a little cookie. Anyway, custom cookies. They sent us like 100 cookies. They're all in the shape of my body with like my hat and my face and my little beard. Uh, people are very thankful. You know why though? Because it's a shortcut, right? If I give you a dollar and, and, and you make $10, that's a good deal, right? So anyway, the point isn't that though. Okay, I wanna get back on track. So I learned about the information business, but I still didn't get it yet. And uh, here, here's the deal. Time, can you see me scribbling on here? Time and freedom is what everyone says they want, right? Time and freedom, time and freedom. And what do you have to have to have time and freedom? Have you ever heard the quote that in entrepreneurs, when you stop working 40 hours a week for someone else, you can work 100 hours a week for yourself? <laughs> I, that's, that's true, right? That oftentimes is true. And that's not like what we want the end game to be, though. If we have to suffer for a little while, it's okay. So how do you get time and freedom? You get it through leverage. You get it through leverage. You get it by deepening your skill sets and your mindsets and your network like we talked about in some of the other trainings. But really, I stumbled into the information business. And I want to share it with you because I know for a lot of you, the, the service company you have is not your forever business. I got interviewed a long time ago for a Forbes article. People don't know this. I don't like posting stuff like, look at me, Forbes. This is years ago. And this guy interviewed me and I said, this was my training wheels business. I knew back then, this is my training wheels business. And maybe it is for you. Maybe it isn't for you. If this isn't for you, it's okay. All the rest of the stuff's going to help you blow it up. Um, but it's something to think about because I, I think it could create a greater sense of urgency in you with your service company to systemize, automate, and finish the process of that quickly so you can get onto the thing that has way more upside, way more leverage. It's way more satisfying maybe than what you have now because this is a tough business. The labor side is hard. Anytime you arbitrage labor, it's, it's complex, right? The information business isn't like that. But all the vendors and the people in these industries, they're never going to tell you this because they want you to keep your service business and keep paying your fee to be the thing, right? And that's not bad. They're not bad for wanting that. And you're not bad for wanting to keep your service business. This isn't about good and bad. I'm just giving you a different perspective, okay? But I stumbled onto it. Now, once I stumbled onto it, I started learning how to sharpen my sword and play the game. I want, I want, to, I want to tell you something. So when it comes to you, Every single person on here has something you know that someone else desperately needs to know. Um, I, I use Myron Golden a lot because I've learned so much from Myron, okay? Yes, we're friends, but it's more of a fanboy situation because I quote him all the time because I listen to his content and I pay attention to it. And he talks about how most people suffer from this disease called I'm just me-itis. He says that it's an inflammation of the I'm just me gland. <laughs> so, so you might be broke. You might have no money in your bank right now. You're like stressed out. You're even watching the recession marketing stuff and you went to the watch Josh pitch. It wasn't fun for you to learn how I was selling. You were like sick because you can't afford to buy. You don't want to buy. That's okay. Even you right now. Here's the thing. You know stuff people desperately need to know. Stuff that will rapidly change their life. Shortcut things. It could be simple things. I'll give you an example. My tax strategist is a guy named uh, uh, Preston. And um, you know, I just recently hired him to help us with some stuff. And I'm hopefully going to talk to him this week. Because I've been a very bad client not following up with him. But his wife launched a cookie decorating funnel. Okay. <laughs> He's an accountant. They do well for themselves. He's a super freaking smart genius guy, but they wanted to get into internet marketing and they're like, what kind of funnel can we build? How can we sell something on the internet? What expertise do we have? And his wife is like this insanely gifted cookie maker. Now, when I, when I hear this, if you don't know the rest of the story, if I heard that on the front end, I'd be like, yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> right? Like no one's buying your cookie course. And that's what he created. He created a course or his wife created a course teaching people how to cook or decorate cookies better. Now, if, if he would have hired me as a consultant and been like, hey, what do you think? I'd be like, oh, man, you know, hey, listen, keep your head up. There's lots of good ideas. Like, I, I don't think I could have got on board with that. But here's the thing. They did $1.5 million their first 12 months, their first, like, year, their full year. And it's not the same as $1.5 million for a service company. We get 10, 15, 20%. If you count reinvestment capital expenses, maybe you're still not making money if you're growing fast. A business like the cookie funnel thing has huge gross margins. It's not even close to the same thing. So anyway, I think that's interesting. Now I want to say before I go into the next part, I'm going to show you how you can monetize your information. I'm not selling you anything. I'm just going to tell you what you got to have the ingredients you need. Cause you could start it today. Okay. Ready? 
I'm going to literally give you money. Do you want me to give you money? Are you ready? But before, before I say that part, um, I don't, I don't want you to be stupid on accident. And the way you could be stupid on accident is if you take what I'm about to say and you get all excited about, oh my God, I need a different vehicle. There's better, better, better opportunities. Hear me, hear me on this. This is non-negotiable. If you can't take the thing that's already in your hand right now, the thing God has put in your hand, the opportunity, the employees, the, the, the struggle that you need to overcome, if you can't take what's in your hand right now and complete the challenge, you're going to fail at everything else too. You have to finish something. And the reason for the Warplan Insiders thing is I'm going to be teaching all of the this kind of stuff but you're not allowed to not finish pounding the nail into the board with the thing that you have right now because because it's a character thing. It's a mindset thing. It's a grit thing. So you, you, the money comes like on the back end, right? If you chase money and run around chasing money and chasing money, it doesn't turn out very well. Or maybe you'll have a quick win, a flash in the pan, but it'll fall apart. So if you have a service business and you've neglected things and you haven't put in the work or all the training that I'm going to be putting in here, we haven't even started yet, by the way. I haven't even touched the good stuff yet. Swear to you, okay? Just wait, just wait. If you can't hammer the nail on the board, what I'm about to say next about the information business is a utter distraction to you. The truth is, is that the last 10% of any project is just as hard as the first 90%, and that's why almost no one makes it. They hit the wall, it's hard, they get a boo-boo, and they shrink back. And if you're having recruiting issues and you are a bad leader and you think you're awesome and you always blame everybody else and you're stuck at 800,000 and boo-hoo for you, you can't do 5 million like everybody else, that's your problem to figure out. And if you don't solve it and figure it out and you go start the next thing, I promise you, you're gonna have the same problem with the next thing. I, I freaking promise you, I promise you, you'll have the same problem. So you might as well take what's in your hand and finish it. Now, with that being said, I still want you to know this because this is power. It's power. Selling your knowledge is a gift to the world. It's a gift because when I sold that little thumb drive to people, they actually got a result. Why did they get the result? It was the same stuff I was telling them for free for two years. Exactly the same, but there's a small financial commitment to it. People that don't pay don't pay attention. Okay, they might pay attention a little. They don't pay attention the same way. When I wired Russell a bunch of money, boy, did I pay attention. Money that was precious that I needed, I was scared. In fact, 90 days after I gave him that money, we did a quarter million dollars in 30 days on top of our normal software revenue. In addition to it, just like that, because of one thing he told me on a 35-minute phone call. It was supposed to be 30 minutes, but he was very generous and he went five minutes over. <laughs> and... The really funny part is he didn't tell me anything magical on that call. He really didn't. I actually have it recorded. Maybe maybe I'll play it for people someday. I'll have to go back and rewatch it, make sure I don't make too crazy of a fool of myself. But maybe that's the reason I should play it. Is the more foolish I look, the better authentic it is to you. I don't know. But he told me, do this, do that, do this other thing. Do it like this, not like that. And, uh, and I 10x the amount of money I gave him in 90 days. And it's not because he gave me mad advice. It's because I paid so much money that I had to do the stuff he said, right? So anyway, all of you know something that you could sell. You can get in the information business, right? Don't have I'm just me-itis, inflammation that I'm just me. I don't care if you have a cookie funnel. I don't care what you think, how little it is, the little knowledge you have. It's a parenting thing or a motherhood thing. It could be you make clothes. It could be some weird hack. It could be something with a service business, a piece of it. I had a call this morning with a guy who does paver sealing, and he's got this Facebook group, and all these people are following him to learn about that huge opportunity for this guy like he's sitting on multiple seven figures of time freedom location freedom type of business vehicle if he can just learn the little nuances of this game anyway here, here's what you got to have ready then i'm going to get out of here and pass out <laughs> fair enough <laughs> ashley you're still on here you're so sweet uh look we got melody on here what's up melody you're amazing let's see really like the uh, great analogy I don't know what my plane is going to be, but learning on a bike makes a lot of sense. That's right. Um, Celeste got actually addicted to Bucky's. Yes, the Adams. It's your fault because they they shipped us a bunch of Bucky's a long time ago. Awesome, Brant, you're amazing. If you're still on here, Christopher Williams, miss you, miss you and your wife. Hope you guys are doing good. Okay, all right. Okay, okay, all right. 
how can you start an information business? But remember, you have to finish the thing that's in your hand or you're, you're, you're being a fool, okay? First thing you have to have, it's right here right on my sheet. Let me, let me zoom in, okay? If you're in case you're on a little phone. Step one is you have to have an outcome or a win or a result or a story. You have to have an outcome, a win, a result, or a story. An outcome, a win, a result, or a story. You have to have an outcome, a win, a result, or a story. So you can't prematurely try to do this, and you can't do this with something you haven't conquered. It doesn't matter what it is that you have conquered. I promise there's a market for it. What I was going to say earlier, I lost my train of thought, is if you look at the trend uh, on the economy, everything is fragmenting, okay? Decentralization is the theme of what's ha happening economically, not just like crypto. I'm not a big crypto guy, okay? I had a, I had a, <laughs> a guy tell me, buy this crypto. And I was like, well, how much should I buy? And he's like, as much as you can. And my Coinbase said I could buy 35000 and And I didn't even know. It's called ApeCoin. And he's like, yeah, dude, just trust me. And he's this guy does $2 million a day in his funnels. And he, so I'm like, okay. So standing right next to him, I buy $35,000 worth of ape corn. And uh, just completely on impulse. And then like three weeks later, it was worth 5000 So don't listen to me about crypto advice, okay? But anyway, <laughs> so freaking funny. Okay, so anyway, I didn't sell it though, right? Money's made when you exit the asset, not when you get into the asset. Anyway, um, you can't sell your information unless you've conquered and overcame the thing. So sometimes people can see the opportunity for information product, but they haven't like done it yet, right? So maybe you have a little business, but you know that you're smarter than other people. You know that there's something you know, but you don't have any proof that you've done it yourself, right? That you haven't like actually conquered the mountaintop and you're getting distracted. What I need you to do is very simple. I want you to finish the mountaintop. Now, you don't have to make a bajillion dollars, okay? Riley Meek was in my office this morning and uh, and he was at the studio yesterday for the live. He's made way more money than I have. He's got some really big companies, crazy stuff. And so we were talking about all this and uh, I'm like, you know, Riley, I've been in the information business for a long time and I've did a fraction of what you did. Right, so you can do less than I did and still start your information business, but it still has to be an impressive, abnormal result, okay? If we're talking about money, you can't be making two grand a month doing your thing and say that's the greatest thing ever and make your little course or your workshop or whatever doing the thing. That's not, it's not gonna work well. You gotta have a big outcome or result. Or if you're gonna do a fitness program and you went from 718 pounds down to 645 pounds, listen, I'm on your team, but let's get like less, let's get to like, 299 okay let's get to 209 then we start the program does that make sense that's what i mean by outcome win <laughs> you have to do a big thing okay or you have to find someone who already had a big win so another way to use the information business is to find someone that's had a big win and learn the skills of how to sell their stuff right so there's nothing to talk about if you haven't done something extraordinary if you have like i know melody edwards on here i'll just use her as an example so she has a a, a virtual assistant business they do some really really cool clever things you should all like message her because she's awesome um let's say she wanted to sell an info product on like how to do that business i don't know what your numbers are Mel melody but you need to like do a big big thing and then you teach people how you did that big thing and so getting distracted by how to sell how to do the thing before you do the big thing is, is that that's where the mistake is made i see it all the time okay second thing you have to do is you have to simplify your story so people think they know my story, but they know elements of my story. I don't want to make people sad right now, but people know the parts of my story that I want them to know, and they know the parts of my story that are important for them to know. They also know certain parts of my story 750,000 times and other parts from time to time. You might need to watch that back, okay? I curate how I engage with the public on purpose. Does that mean I'm evil and diabolical? No. It means that it actually will be effective. Let me, let me tell you why. I'll give you one example. If you followed me, you know that my story started with a Chevy Cavalier with a 28-foot ladder strapped to the roof, right? Which is true. What I don't tell people, though, is that I did that business for two seasons. I got up to 212 customers, and then I quit. I shut down the business, okay? I shut it down, and I went and got a job. And I worked in the mortgage business, and then I ended up working for J.P. Morgan Chase, 
And there was a couple years there where I didn't do that business. Then I restarted my business. Now, when I restarted the business, I had like, I was in a better spot because I was making good money at the bank and doing mortgages. We had like a little house and we had a nicer car. So when I actually really started my window cleaning business that like that blew up and, and gave me what we have now, I didn't have the Chevy Cavalier then. I had it like the first time for two seasons. I made like 20 grand those seasons. It was terrible. I had to hide my car to go give estimates. But then there's a two-year gap where I did make some money. Then I restarted, okay? Why don't I explain that every time? Because it's freaking boring and it takes too long and it confuses people, right? So you gotta think like a marketer, if you're gonna be persuasive and if the information I have can change lives, which I've proven it has for a long time, that's not a question anymore. And the information you have can do the same thing. You have to simplify your story, right? You have to think as your, yourself as your own PR person kind of, not as a spin doctor to deceive people, but as a curator of what important things do people need to know to understand your origin story, right? And, and so I'm saying all this for a reason. People go online and they wanna like teach people stuff and they ramble and ramble and ramble and go down rabbit trails and no one pays attention to anything. You have to have a concise, clear origin story if you wanna be in the information business. You have to have that. You also have to have the big outcome. And you have to be able to tell stories. It's called future pacing. Maybe I'll do a story on that. Future pacing is, and you'll notice I do this all the time. Imagine what it's going to be like when this finally happens. Can you imagine? Like, imagine what your wife's going to say when she logs into the online banking and this happens, right? Imagine just, just, just like paint, like in your mind's eye. Can you even imagine what it's going to feel like when this happens? So I have a clear, simple origin story. Right? I have a big outcome, I know how to future pace people, and then I have a big promise that I can back up, which is called an offer, okay? That's really all you need to make way more money than you probably make in your, in your service company, but it's that you're not gonna learn it in a week, okay? And the last thing you gotta have for the information business is you have to become a sales, marketing, and psychology expert, expert. The rabbit hole is so deep, it's almost depressing, to be honest. A lot of people get really kind of like red-pilled with this, and then they uh, <laughs> they get depressed because a lot of the people that you look up to or the people that um, you've learned from that have really helped you, you don't you don't actually understand that the people doing, doing it in a big way have like strategic thinking that goes into it. There's timing, there's collaboration, there's backroom conversations, there's coordination happening, right? There's launches that are coordinated, right? When we do a couple hundred thousand dollars in a product launch, it doesn't, it's not just me being like, hey guys, let's do it everybody. It feels like that, it feels like that, but there's, there's choreography to all of it because that's the professional way to run an information business. If you can learn how to persuade people to invest in themselves, like I did when I invested in Russell's thing, it changed my life for the rest of my life. And you could change people's life for the rest of their life too. So I want you to be excited about the information business. I want you to just consider what we talked about, changing vehicles. It could be software, it could be information, it could be anything. There's just some businesses that have more leverage you know, require a little bit less of your time. You can exit it for more. Maybe you're location independent. Service business, it's harder to be location independent. You need to be boots on the ground, right? Especially when you're small. So anyway, if I will wait five minutes and sit here and hang out with you and I'm gonna um, see if you have any questions or I'll scroll back through and then we're gonna kind of wrap it up. Okay, fair enough. Well, let's see what we got. I would love to start onboarding program for employees culture themed it's worked in our company exactly 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 okay my brain's fried i apologize um that would work that that something as simple as that is perfect okay uh, i'll be doing this over the winter i have information that can help 50 million people a year i need the brass tax how do i collect emails by giving someone a free resource that's right austin this is a game that i played for a really long time my friend you need to sign up for my thing, okay? And I'll teach you. Um, that's that's the way that that works. Or come on every single live over the next four weeks and ask me that and I'll answer you Then any question you got. I'll answer you right now. Ask me a specific question and I'll answer it right now, okay? Then we have, uh, let's see, just a note. I went from working for someone else making 40K a year to owning a business that makes 45,000 per month all because of the confidence I stole from the Quick Talk podcast. Justin, I love you, man. You're so cool. How come we don't hang out more? You're down here in Texas. We love your family. You're awesome. Wow, I didn't know you guys were doing that much. You guys are growing real quick. Good good for you, man. 
That's freaking awesome. Ryan Murphy, I took your Quick Talk podcast and applied it so much of that information. Yeah, so there's a hundred more things I could talk about about the information business. You know what the big real secret is? Is that you have to give your face off and then you'll get a huge reward. Like you gotta understand this four weeks where I'm gonna be in here giving, it's impossible that I won't make six figures, multi six figures from this. It's impossible, okay? It might break your brain. It's kind of weird for me to say that, but that's just how it works, okay? Because I'm actually giving. My podcast was me giving and giving and giving and giving and giving. I mean, it's real. It's not fake. It's real. You don't have the stamina if it's not real. If your heart's not actually in it, you can learn all the tactics of it and kind of do the psychological stuff, but you can't stick with it long enough for it to work. I tell people, don't even start a podcast unless you're going to do a podcast every week for a year minimum, expecting nothing to happen good for you. So that's interesting for who it's interesting for. But thank you, Ryan. Uh, Justin said, quick talk changed my life, man. Thank, that's awesome. Giving, giving, giving. Homeless four years ago, a suitcase full of clothes to having two businesses do close to a million in revenue this year. Holy crap. Ryan Murphy. I need to hear your story. What's your offer I'm buying? Go to watchjoshpitch.com. You can see the offer. I'm going to do a whole training on how I uh, structure webinar offers. And watchjoshpitch.com is a webinar where I try to sell you something. It's a real thing. It's I think it's the strongest offer I've ever made, ever. Um, but go watch it. And even if you don't buy it, I'm also going to do a training in recession marketing showing how I establish authority, how I, <laughs> you don't even know about that rabbit hole. I'm not going to give it up yet. There's, there's like 17 elements and psychological triggers that I put in there to make people want to buy, which is why they buy. I'll teach them to you. Okay. Brant says, thanks for sharing your brain. Thank you, Grant or Brant. You're freaking awesome. Edwina, I sold 200 copies of my ebook and honest about where I am in business and spoke at a conference in February. That's freaking awesome. Edwina, I miss you. I haven't seen you around in a while. Hope you're doing okay. I still have so much, have so much to do, but there's something here. There is something here. This is happening. I meant to say more about the defragmenting, uh, the uh, the the uh, like deconsolidation of the economy. I mentioned crypto. That's not the only thing. Okay, the taxi business was consolidated and centralized. Now it's decentralized. Okay, Uber is decentralized taxis. Okay, Amazon is decentralized retail. Okay, there's like a gajillion examples of this. Like Netflix is decentralized television. Okay, it's still a little centralized, but like media in general is like YouTubers that are 16 make more money than cardiologists. Do you understand this? Because there's a niche inside of a niche inside of a niche, and if you if you have a you know, something useful to teach one-legged like midget golfers, you can make a million dollars. I'm just telling you, you can, right? In fact, the more niched and specific you are, the easier it is to do. Uh, the one concern about one of the comments was I have a thing that can help 50 million people. I don't want to like, get rabbit trailed, but that's actually a red flag to me. Uh, I don't want you to launch something for 50 million people. We want, like, how can we help 100 people get insane, irrefutable proof of it? and then do 500, then do 1,000, right? A million dollars is only 1,000, 1,000. So the big difference with the information business is you have 80 or 90% gross margins, okay? And net, mar net margins sometimes. So if we do $5 million like in a Conquer program or with a course or with any kind of info product, it's not the same type of business. Conquer is not a super good example because Conquer is not an info business actually. And just in case people think I was thinking of it like that, that's an agency model, right? Because we have multi-seven-figure conquer coaches that are doing coaching, and the fee gets paid to them, most of it actually, a big percentage of it. So that's a little different. What I'm talking about is like courses and workshops and eBooks and books and things like that. Uh, you make 99% profit, right? That The guy that told me about the cryptocurrency makes over $10 million a year, okay? I'll tell you his name. His name's Law Payne. You can look him up. Law Payne. Uh, nice guy. But I'm down 30K law pain, so I'm going to come find you. But he's jacked. He's like a bodybuilder, so he can beat me up. But he, he, he does over $10 million a year just with ebooks on Amazon. If you want to know that strategy, I'll tell you. He told me what it is. Okay, I have a window cleaning employee training program for employees. It works great. It's done. But is that a distraction from what I'm doing? Yes. Yes, it is. And not because it doesn't mean you wouldn't make money doing it, but it's because of who you need to become by finishing the thing that's in your hand. Sorry. You know I love you. Uh, let's see. Quick Talk Podcast changed my life. Oh, no. I'm getting behind. <gasps> Number one tip on engaging with an audience. 
uh, being real, leveling with people. Don't play too many games. You can be strategic and choreograph things, but that doesn't mean you're playing games. Be what you actually are. Just keep your mouth shut in problems you haven't solved. Stick to the thing that you know. Use enthusiasm because you actually are passionate about it. And then have the uh, stamina to keep doing it for a really long time. I've been doing this a long time. And so you're not going to do this in a week and no one will care if you do this next week. You're going to go through the same life cycle I did where you're going to try to help people. People make fun of you, say that you're stupid and you suck because they're going to try to pull you down. That always happens. And then when you're consistent and outlive that, you're going to get your core tribe of true believers. It's a whole thing. I can go deeper if you guys want me to next week. Okay, Josh, I have a desire to consult pressure washing, paper sealing businesses, start up and get them off the ground. I think... The reason you have that desire is because you are super smart because the decentralization of information. Do you realize how, a, how dead of a model college is? How, how antiquated? There's only a handful of reasons you have to go to college now. And it's because like, if you want like to pass the bar exam, I'm pretty sure you like, you have to have a degree or go to medical school outside of that. It's, it's terrible. Things like Kajabi or Udemy, these online, you can buy a $17 course on how to do something that will make you six figures and it's real. Okay. My son Maverick is 15. He's been kind of slacking the last couple months a little bit. He's been helping me out a, a lot in general, but he's been slacking with his own business. I mean, um, but he, he could literally make a hundred thousand a year right now, right now. No joke. Okay. He has an actual business. He has his own Stripe account, okay? <laughs> anyway, um, thanks for posting that, Ash. Watch joshpitch.com. By the way, I send brownies you can send Jim to every client that leaves a review. That's freaking awesome. On top of that, every client gets a handwritten thank you card. Oh, yeah, let me know how those, how, how those do for you. I know they cost more for the handwritten, but it's so cool. We have these robots that do it. Thank you, Austin. Okay, I'm going to scroll down. Let's see. Any more questions? I love how real you're being right now. Hey. That, you know what my overarching strategy for this whole thing is that's different that I've never seen done in this space before? Here's the deal. In the past, I come up with a great headline and I invite people to a webinar and then I try to sell them something. But that model is dead. And I'll tell you why. It's because people are not stupid. People are smart. Um, it's not like some weird, shocking thing that I have an offer, Okay. Uh, so I'm just leveling with people. The other thing that you'll notice, if you watch people like Alex Hormozzi, for example. So any Alex Hormozzi fans out there, his YouTube channel, he's the smartest business content guy I've seen probably ever. And he share, the stuff he shares on his channel is worth more than most paid programs. And I know him in real life. We're not buddies or anything, but like we, we have a little bit of a history. And he scolded me one time. But he told me one time, he's like, Josh, find a way to give away for free something that's more valuable than what other people pay for. So that's what the recession marketing is. How do I give away more for free than you've ever gotten in something you actually paid for? Because then when I make you an offer, because the offer that I'm making, it's not an offer for a bunch of more information, really. It's an offer for me to help hold you accountable to implement the information. You're going to get all the information here. I already know that the majority of the people in this group aren't going to come on this live stream. They're not going to watch it. They mean to, they intend to, but they don't do it. And, and they're not going to, nothing will change. If nothing changes, nothing changes, right? You can get a horse thirsty and you can lead it to water. You can't push the water down its throat. I mean, you probably could, but like you get the analogy. Um, but if I just level with everybody, here's my next thing that I'm going to do. Here's the value of it. It costs money. You, you have to pay money to have it. You're not allowed to have it because number one, the worker's worthy of his wages, right? So that's that's on my side. But on your side, the very fact that you pay is the, the insurance policy that you execute. So I think I covered that before. I can't wait to take this to the next level. Uh, Alex, million dollar offer. Your pitch made me feel dumb not saying yes. Yes, yes. And actually, Seamus, I think you're just signing up because you said the link was broken. I emailed you back earlier, but uh, super excited to have you because I know you personally, Seamus. You're awesome. We need more implementation. So you can teach the information and sell the implementation. That's a good info business strategy. Can you document going from zero to success and sell a product along the journey? Yeah. Uh, I, okay. Clarify for me. And then we're going to, I'm going to have to hang up here. But Eric, when you say, can you, are you saying, are you, you're going to call your shot? 
you're going to call your shot, say, hey, my name's Eric. I'm going to do this huge result over the next six months. Follow me on my journey. Okay, so that's what you're saying, and then you're going to sell a product while you're doing it? Is that what you're asking? The answer is yes, because you can sell anything. Uh, the better strategy, though, would be to deeply document the entire process, then on the back end of it, and actually maybe take people with you on the process so they also get the result that you're going to do on your journey. Then delay the gratification, right? You always make more money on the back end than the front end, right? Then you launch a full-fledged strategic funnel with upsells and everything uh, to whatever niche, whatever you're talking about is for. I don't know if that's too abstract. We're going to talk about some advanced stuff in here because I'm trusting that this industry is ready to have big boy conversations about crazy stuff. You know, there's been times I'm embarrassed to share certain things, right? You know, I've made $100,000 in a day multiple times. And I don't t say that because it's weird. It, I'm not bragging. I just think it's cool. It's a game. It's interesting. I want to be able to tell this to people. I have such a small group of actual, like, in real life friends that I share this stuff with because people get all weird about it. But I'm done being weird about it, okay? I love it. It's fun. It's awesome. But I want to teach you guys how to do it. And I just wouldn't have done that in the past. Something shifted in me. And so I'm actually launching a new podcast, uh, uh, soon called the war plan podcast and i'm going to talk about all this stuff the dark side of stuff i have a course that's in included in my war plan insiders it's not done yet but it's called source code i'm going to talk about the whole dark underbelly of like the vendor side of home service and all industries and how there's like there's there's things you need to know there's like things and deals and back there's things that you do not know that you need to know i'm just going to start teaching things uh to empower you so that you can change vehicles if you want to and change everything about your life. You don't need to be trapped. This doesn't need to be your forever business. And if it, if you want it to be, that's awesome. If you're a Tommy Mello, passionate garage door person, then freaking do it. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you, Seamus. Thank you, everybody. Um, you're awesome. I'm going to sign off. Have a great night. I will have open office tomorrow hours tomorrow. I'm going to post a link tomorrow. And basically, you can hop on a Zoom link. And uh, we'll talk, but we'll be able to talk like back and forth, which would be really cool. It might be kind of crazy i don't know what'll happen but uh i'll be there so make sure you have actual specific questions that are very poignant that way other people can ask questions and i'm just going to serve my face off have a great night take care god bless we'll see you later bye